0: (laughs) I sense a theme here. Hey, it's Gary and Shannon. Uh, Thanks for downloading, listening to uh, the podcast of The Gary and Shannon Show. Now, if you want to listen to it live, you can do so every weekday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. in the greater Los Angeles area on KFI AM 640. Or you can go onto the iHeartRadio app and just type in KFI and listen live, listen to old shows, etc. Make sure that you subscribe not only to this podcast and share it with all your friends but the pre post podcast as well which is bonus content that we can't do on the air for legal purposes little hans says it's time to rock and roll
1: bring the noise you say crazy i say gary you say savage i say shannon crazy gary savage shannon Let's run that whole thing back. Oh, these people. You say unbelievable, I say Gary Hoffman. You say incredible, I say Shannon Farron. Unbelievable, incredible. Gary and Shannon. Let's run that whole thing back. Let the games begin. <laughs>
0: Gary and Shannon, it's uh, starting on this Wednesday, there is a, a story out of Madison, Wisconsin that we're trying to follow, and there's not a whole lot of information, but police have responded to what they're might be an active shooter situation. Again, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, one of the reporters on the scene for a TV station there has said he talked to an eyewitness who came out and said that maybe three or four people had been shot by somebody. Uh, some of the employees work at a uh, who work at a building next door, said they saw somebody running from their neighboring building, got the indication that something was wrong called nine one one huge huge police presence outside of this uh, industrial center there in Madison, Wisconsin, but at this point uh, again, very few details about any casualties or any p- potential fatalities or anything.
2: The president today saying we're making tremendous progress with North Korea. There was an inter-Korean summit, and it looks like there were some um, apparent, I'll use that word, concessions from the North on when it comes to its weapons program. Uh, the president telling reporters today we had very good news out of the summit. Kim Jong-un promised to dismantle a rocket launch site and uh, apparently also agreed to dismantle its main nuclear site if, big if, the U.S. takes corresponding measures. Uh, of course, the president did not indicate whether we would take further steps.
0: No, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the president in North Carolina, I mean, he's uh, p- passing out hot dogs and uh, paper towels, um, helping people, swearing that w- everyone who has been affected by uh, by Florence, whether it was hurricane or tropical storm and now depression, that everyone will be helped. Everyone will get some sort of assistance. Uh, Some strange stories coming out of that, including a couple of mental health patients uh, or criminals, I should say, they were uh, in custody, but were handcuffed and were being transported when the van they were in. The deputies tried to cross some floodwaters, and the van got swept away. The deputies were able to get out but couldn't get the two women out in the back of the van, and they ended up dying.
2: We have a massive show today. It's Wednesday, which means we'll talk what you watch in Wednesday coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, at 11 o'clock, we're going to be talking to District Attorney Tony Rakakis there in Orange County all about the story we told you yesterday about the surgeon in Orange County and his girlfriend, both in their 30s, who prosecutors say have a habit— of drugging and plying women with alcohol and then taking advantage of them sexually while they're uh, passed out or nearly passed out. Apparently, tons of evidence on the doctor's cell phone. They just found these women at bars, Burning Man, wherever. and. The victims could be in the hundreds, could reach a 1,000, they say. So I'm anxious to get some more details from Tony Burkakis coming up in the next hour.
0: We're going to start in Washington, D.C., though, in this continuing controversy over the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court and the allegations of sexual assault from back in 1982. The woman who has accused Judge Kavanaugh of that sexual assault now says that the FBI should investigate this incident before The Senate Judiciary Committee has an opportunity to question her uh, in uh, open, in the open.
2: There was a letter addressed to Chuck Grassley, the Senate Judiciary Chairman, and in the letter, Christine Ford's attorneys argue that a full investigation by law enforcement officials will will ensure that the crucial facts and witnesses in this matter are assessed in a nonpartisan manner and that the committee is fully informed before conducting any hearing or making any decisions.
0: Did it strike you as odd at all that she didn't want to testify or at least hasn't agreed yet to testify to me that that that
2: I thought that that she has she that she will talk with them?
0: Well, she will. uh, But the idea that when the offer was extended to her over the last couple of days by Chuck Grassley, who was the, the chair there, that it wasn't an immediate yes, I'll do what I can you know i'll i'll be there you get me on a plane i'll be there in, on monday morning for well i think
2: it's because she struggled with her anonymity in this whole story um the the letter that she sent to diane feinstein was a confidential one and then finally after everyone was talking about it and it seemed like the details were really scant in, in the beginning about what exactly happened she that's when she came forward with the interview and said that she she really did not want to to come forward and put her name out there. And in fact, she's getting death threats now. Her family's getting death threats. It's, it's an ugly place to be when you are the person who may scuttle a conservative justice from getting on the Supreme Court when you've got Roe v. Wade in the wings. I mean, this country is very emotional about the Supreme Court and the decisions that it could, I don't want to say change, but decisions it could interpret differently with the arrival of Brett Kavanaugh.
0: I'm, I'm curious to see where the FBI goes with this, because the FBI, you know, she has said she wants the FBI to investigate. The Democrats on the Judiciary Committee have said that they want the FBI to investigate all of this. I just I don't know what the FBI can do here. I mean, the way that they put it is they want to make sure that the witnesses in this matter and the crucial facts are assessed in a nonpartisan manner. Which makes perfect sense. The committee would be fully informed before conducting any hearing or making any decisions. That also makes sense. So the assumption is that this would sort of be an addendum to the background check that they've already done. Yeah, I think that's
2: exactly. They want a place to start from. They want a piece of paper in their hands from somebody who's who's nonpartisan, like the FBI, to kind of detail whatever investigators have found out is the story or or both of their interpretations of the story so they know where to go from there. Yeah, but Otherwise, it's going to be like the Wild West with the questioning from senators. Here's the thing. It's still going to be the Wild West. We've seen
0: all yeah. of the stuff that's happened to this point with Brett Kavanaugh and all the other justices that go before the Supreme, uh, the before the, uh, uh, Judiciary Committee. Even if the FBI comes out and with with utmost confidence says – We believe that this woman was sexually assaulted when she was 15 years old. But we can't with certainty say that it was Brett Kavanaugh that did it or that this Mark Judge guy was even in the room. We we can't with certainty say that. So they – because there's zero physical evidence there, obviously. Yeah, got
2: to be careful, too, because it was attempted sexual assault, really, right? I mean nothing happened between them.
0: Well, I'm, if he's, if he's still, groping her, cons- you, could, okay. you could you could groping. say it was a sexual assault.
2: It was okay, an assault still, of a sexual I'm, nature. Yeah, I'm still hazy on the details of what exactly happened, but but
0: it's an interesting argument because if the FBI comes out and says basically, they their report could be just an official stamp on what we've all what we already know. She says she was assaulted. They can't confirm or deny whether or not a, an actual assault took place. They can't confirm or deny whether or not Brett Kavanaugh was there in the room that time at that party specifically. So I don't know what the FBI would be able to do or say that changes it. But once the the Democrats and Republicans on that Judiciary Committee get this thing in their hands, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be an absolute ridiculous circus, unfortunately, because now this woman who I believe was probably traumatized by some event. I mean, it's clear that something happened. I don't yeah. think you make something like that up.
2: No. Why would you put yourself through all this?
0: Right. But, but now she's going to be put on the stand by not even people who are interested in gathering the facts of what happened. They're going to go after her character. They're going to try to either
2: puff and her up and why make her she, in. And that's why she's not racing to do it. That's why she wasn't racing to give her name.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, All right.
2: We'll talk more about this when we come back.
0: Because I want to say Anita Hill was questioned today on ABC. We talked a lot about the Anita Hill, Clarence right. Thomas stuff. What ch- her opinions are about whether or not Dr. Ford should testify. We <laughs> Wednesday, September 19th, a couple days before the uh, start of fall. uh, I was telling you about this shooting that took place at a workplace in Wisconsin, somewhere in the Middleton-Madison area. One of the city officials in Middleton, Wisconsin, says that four people were shot at a software company today, uh, but none of them were killed. So four people shot, none killed. Some of the witnesses in a nearby building said that they saw People just scattering outside of the building after those gunshots. So we'll get an update uh, on that hopefully in the next uh, next hour or so.
2: President Trump uh, going after Jeff Sessions again today saying, I don't have an attorney general. He did an interview with Hill TV and he says he's uh, so sad over Jeff Sessions, who he has never really gotten back on track with ever since Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation. I don't understand what he expects him to do. He wants... Loyalty, Hoff. Loyalty.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Weird. Very weird.
2: It's like the mafia.
0: Yeah, but that's not a way to run the country. Well, and the
2: thing is, is Jeff Sessions had to recuse himself. Right. That's what I
0: mean. Like, he why... had
2: contact with, with the Russians.
0: You can't be surprised when when you take that guy as your attorney general and then he goes, oh, and by the way, I can't. I can't have anything to do with the investigation.
2: Well, Anita Hill was on Good Morning America because this Brett Kavanaugh uh, alleged sexual assault during confirmation hearings is all too way familiar to Anita Hill, who went through this with Clarence Thomas when he was having his confirmation hearings back in 1991.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I found most interesting about it was that the confirmation hearings themselves in the Anita Hill case and in this case were done. This was sort of an after the confirmation hearings were over somebody came forward with this. Same in, thing. And yeah, and in this case it was that you know uh, Dr. Ford actually wrote her letter a few months back when when uh, Brett Kavanaugh's name was one on a, a short list of people that could potentially be the nominee. But still because it was turned over after the confirmation hearings by Diane Feinstein to the FBI, this a- adds a similarity to it. Now George Stephanopoulos talked with Anita Hill today. Do you
1: believe that Dr. Blasey Ford has a duty to testify publicly, even, even if the conditions are not ideal?
3: Well, we're not talking about whether the conditions are ideal. We're talking about whether the uh, conditions are actually tenable, whether or not it is going to be anything more than just a sham proceeding so that the senators can say we gave her a chance to talk and then move on to doing exactly what they were intending to do before she came
2: forward.
0: What I find interesting is that Dianne Feinstein has put out a statement. She she wrote a letter or signed on to the letter to the FBI and to the White House counsel demanding an FBI investigation, and she said we should honor Dr. Blasey Ford's wishes and delay this hearing. A proper investigation must be completed. Witnesses interviewed, evidence reviewed, and all sides spoken to only then should the chairman set a hearing date. She said, I hope that each and every one of us will immediately denounce the horrific treatment Dr. Blasey Ford has received. This brave woman is receiving death threats and has been forced to flee with her family. It's appalling and heartbreaking. The abuse must stop. We're better than this. 100% true. I agree. But wait a minute. Diane Feinstein... Was on the receiving end of a letter from a woman who said, "I don't want to be involved with this. I don't want to get my name out there, and I don't want to be involved." And then she's turning around and saying, "Now let's you know treat her with kid gloves, etc." I don't. I, Diane Feinstein is just as um, what's the word culpable, I guess, in publicizing this event as is Dr. Ford.
2: Well, I I understand that Diane Feinstein wants the information out, but also wants to protect this woman who's going through hell. Right,
0: and I I'm not saying that. It, and trying
2: to find like a delicate balance here. There's
0: zero reason why Doctor Ford should have her uh, should be threatened by anybody. That's ridiculous and that's idiotic. But the fact that her name is public is all on Diane Feinstein.
2: No, because the doctor is the one who took it public.
0: You mean in the interview with the Washington Post, right? Yeah, but I mean, it, I mean, Diane
2: Feinstein didn't publicize the name. Her
0: identity would have come out. I kind of, I feel like there would have been uh, so much, pe- so much interest in figuring out exactly who the woman is.
2: Uh, just now, uh, Chuck Grassley has uh, penned a letter to the doctor's attorney saying. You have stated repeatedly that Dr. Ford wants to tell her story. I sincerely hope that Dr. Ford will accept my invitation to do so either privately or publicly on Monday. And that may be what happens. It might be a private interview uh, or questioning.
0: I don't have a problem with that. I think that's an important that's an important we protection don't need that would to be all, afforded to her. Yeah. Uh
2: Senator Collins, Susan Collins saying I hope Dr. Ford will reconsider and testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Monday. And she says, it's my understanding that the committee has offered to hold either a public or private session, whichever would make her more comfortable. Well, okay, what would make her more comfortable? (laughs) Come on.
0: Because, again, I don't know what the FBI would come up with in a report. They're not going to they're not going to express opinion about how believable the allegation might be about uh, whether it's possible that it happened, whether it's plausible that it happened or whether it's just total bunk. And there's zero evidence that it ever happened. They're not going to do that. They're just going to describe what they hear from their interviews with the potential witnesses here, which is Doctor B- Doctor Ford, Judge Kavanaugh, and this other guy, Mark Judge, and the other two, Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh, both said this never happened. So what are they going to do? Write that as a report? It never happened. Two to one. It doesn't make any sense. Why the FBI? Or uh, sorry. It doesn't make any sense what the FBI's report is going to say how it's going to be any different than what we already know.
2: Yeah, I think they just want something to start from, something to go off of, uh, a piece of paper that has uh, at least some yeah. sort of some official non- letterhead. Biased. Yeah, exactly. All right, what you watch you Wednesday when we come back.
1: Oh, it's Saturday night.
0: Carrying and Shannon, some of the uh, stories that we are following today include uh, what appears to be a workplace shooting in Madison, Wisconsin at a software company. A city official uh, in a nearby town said that four people uh, were shot, but none of them were killed. Uh, We don't know exactly the update on their conditions, and we're not sure exactly what the motive might have been at this uh, workplace shooting, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: One of the kidnappers of Elizabeth Smart has been released from prison. Elizabeth Smart's father today saying he's grateful that she will be watched closely by federal agents, but he remains concerned about Wanda Barzee's mental state, still believes Allegedly, she still believes in the teachings of the, uh, the other kidnapper who uh, repeatedly raped Elizabeth Smart. They stole her out of her home when she was 14 years old, kept her for nine months until somebody saw the three walking uh, on a street in, in Sandy, Utah. This woman will be on federal supervised release for five years, a registered sex offender. We don't know where she'll be living.
0: Hey, speaking of kidnappers, next hour, if you remember that story out of Vallejo from a few years back, the Denise Huskins case...
2: The we one got, that we got it wrong. The one that we got we wrong. We got so
0: incredibly wrong.
2: I've been wrong about two things I'm for certain of in my life. <laughs> Denise Huskins and Patrick Mahomes.
0: Okay, well, in the Denise Huskins case, <laughs> the guy who did it, the guy that was convicted of it, now has an opportunity to cross He's representing himself in oh, a new, uh, new trial. He's going to cross-examine the woman that he's accused of raping.
2: Didn't Ted Bundy do that? I don't know. That's a good question.
0: Um, But we're going to talk more about that at eleven thirty. It's time for what you're watching Wednesday.
1: The following program is brought to you in living color.
4: What you watching in there? Americans love television. They wean their kids on it.
1: USA Television much better. You've been watching too many of those live television shows.
0: Well, in all honesty, I thought last night we should talk a lot about the Emmys because of the but no one cared.
2: No, not one person.
0: The one the one show that I saw that was uh that was I guess honored that rose to the level of even paying attention to was the fabulous Mrs. Mizell. My wife has Maisel. been watching Whatever. You know it's
2: what great I'm talking about. It's but you my, know that woman's wife, show, that woman's show where, yeah. where, about, where women are allegedly funny. Yeah, that right.
0: lady comedian,
2: <laughs> the, the <laughs>
0: fictional show. Um, my wife has loved that show and said it's absolutely you know, spectacular. And I, visually, I got to tell you, visually, it is a stunning show. They have done such a great job with the production of that.
2: I started Maisel? watching it. Huh? Uh, I don't know. She kind of grated no. on me a little bit. Um, but Alex, give it another try. Yeah, I. I you know what? I we you know what pisses me off. Is it seems like all these shows you gotta you gotta watch four of them to really get yeah, into but they, it. Yeah,
0: but the thing is, they know you can watch four of them back to back to back I, to back.
2: I, I know. I just don't have patience for sitting through four things where I'm kind of lukewarm on them. But that's what happened with Ozark. <laughs> I mean, True. Ozark. I was like, eh, for the first three, and then I'm like, okay, I'll watch the fourth. And it was that fourth episode that hooked me.
0: Yeah. The, so you're through the first season of Ozark. Yes. Right? Okay. So uh, we are. We have one episode left in the second season. Don't
2: tell me anything. I can't
0: tell you anything because there's so much good stuff in it. The tension by the way in Ozark is the basics of it. A guy is laundering money for a drug cartel and is tr- trying to figure out ways to keep his family alive. I mean Jason Bateman is the uh, the father in this family. He's
2: always one step away from getting killed. Always.
0: And it seems like everything he does to try to launder the money, there's he's got to put out a little bit more of himself on the line to try to keep this operation going.
2: If you have anxiety, it might not be the oh my show gosh, for you.
0: Absolutely not. Because I was going to say in the second season, that anxiety doesn't leave. Uh, and in fact, there were a couple episodes where there are light moments in this. I mean, it's a dark, dark show. Mm-hmm. There are some light moments in it. Just the absurdity of some of the anxiety and the anxious situations. And Jason Bateman can find, can make you laugh in even some of those anxious moments. But there were a couple episodes where I was like, I want I haven't laughed in 2 hours. I just need something yeah. to break this that, tension. That's,
2: yeah, that's that's why I find that one to be difficult to binge. You know, I'll watch like an episode or maybe two and then that's that's I'll, it because I'll, be I'll need with you. something to to smile at.
0: <laughs> Laura Linney is in this and she plays the wife. She plays Wendy Bird. Mm-hmm. And when I see her, I think Wendy Walsh.
2: Interesting. And
0: now that you watch it, you will only be able to see Dr. Wendy when you, when you see her. I mean,
3: would it be possible to open an offshore account with that? You want to launder money through no, 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 of course not. I'm just wondering if it's possible. I've already done it, Mom. So if I wanted to disguise the source of some funds... I can do it. Just this once.
0: And what's, what I can't get away from watching any show or movie now is... I can't get away from looking up the actors and actresses and seeing what else they've been in.
2: You know, my mother used to do that. Uh, I remember. I know it's
0: annoying. I, I remember I know as
2: a kid uh, <laughs> being in a movie theater with my parents and my mother saying, now, "What was she in, Ray? What was it? What was she in?" And it used to drive me insane. Well, Wikipedia is a magical I thing. I do the same thing. But but here's the. It's a sign. I of- don't know why. No, it's
0: not a sign of being old.
2: Mm. No,
0: it's a sign of just curiosity.
2: She was about your age, I think, when uh, she started doing that in the theater.
0: <laughs> she also didn't have Wikipedia, so she she had to ask your uh, your dad. My dad is my dad up.
2: is Wikipedia. Oh really? Oh yeah. He's like Rain Man, especially when it comes to like you know who played third base for the Cubs in sure.
0: 1972,
2: like Roy Wood. Like John- Whoa! I'm just making that. Oh. <laughs> You impressed. were like, wow, great. John Cobalt can do that, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Ozark is going to, we're going to wrap that up pretty soon. You're going to start season two. I'm looking forward to Atypical, which is another <gasps> I, show. I
5: just finished it. Uh, did you
0: watch the, the second I, season? Yeah. Okay. it's
2: It's such a great show. Michael honest.
0: Rappaport. Yes. Jennifer Jason Leigh in yep. that. They do a great job, and it's a very what nice... What is it
2: about, Monica? It's it's,
5: an, it's about a kid that's on the autism spectrum, and he's just going through high school, yeah. and how his family works with him, and their life um, as got, well. He's
0: got an older sister. Or yeah. Older sister? No, younger, younger sister. Yeah. Younger sister, who obviously is, can socially uh, interact with people better than he can, and yeah. she's you know she teaches him lessons and vice versa. So it's, She's it's, the
5: popular track star, and...
0: It's a clever show yeah. considering the the topic is is difficult for a lot of people but Tony anyway, we'll talk more about some TV show. stuff coming up cuz uh, I want to hear more.
2: Oh and Sean Penn his new Hulu series is yeah. coming out.
0: We'll talk about that when we come back to Gary and Shannon. If it's
1: meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. baby just let it be. If it's meant to be. It'll be.
0: Gary and Shannon, a couple uh, calendar events you're going to want to keep in mind. Next Wednesday, a week from today, our next news and brews. Uh, We're going to be live at Wicks Brewing Company on Sterling Avenue there in Riverside. Uh, And we are just talking about some of the cool stuff that they're talking about giving away. So I don't want to get into it yet because I don't want to blow the lid off of this place. But if you are going to be there, we'd love to see you.
2: It's always a good party at the News and Brews shows, um, and that is because you bring the good party. Always a great crowd. I do? No.
0: I mean, you, they, you. Right. That person, you, not me, you. Right. They, you. Uh, Also, uh, you can join us for the Tim Conway Jr. Show podcast, Sucks, Launch Party. It's a lot of words right there. This year, it's going to be at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa on Saturday, October 6th. Food, fun, prizes, and all of it is going to be free. Morongo Casino Resort and Spa, Saturday, October 6th from 6 to 9. All you got to do is go on, sign up for an invite. KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Conway Show. You'll find all the information about the Tim Conway Jr. Show Podcast Sucks launch party.
2: We are talking What You watching Wednesday, and it looks like Sean Penn is going to be the star of Hulu's eight-part drama, The First. This is about an astronaut who has real-life problems. Oh, that sounds
0: so nice.
2: Dr. Thomas Haggerty is his name, a veteran astronaut who's been to the moon and back... He lives in a not-so-distant future where VR glasses are the norm, cars drive by voice command, and homes are semi-automated. He is a widower, a single father, and he's at a low point in his life. Well, that sounds great. Can't wait to see this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we were talking yesterday. Was it, the day? Was it yesterday? Um, he was with Natasha Mac- McEl-Hone? Mac- McElhone? Unclear. Natasha McElhone. Is uh, plays his wife, I believe. No, plays uh, the head of the project in this case.
5: Did you ever see Californication? No. Oh, she was in that.
0: She was also recently with a, with des- uh, Indesignated Survivor as the first lady. Um, she gets shot. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. She gets shot. Should have said that first. But anyway, we're talking about how Sean Penn looked when he was doing an interview with Little Natasha Haggard. McElhone. Little Haggard. A little haggard. What was the the first thing you said to him was uh, just so you know uh, sunscreen.
2: Yeah, he does need some sunscreen. He's, He's got he needs LDI is what he needs. He's beyond sunscreen. He needs to go and get that uh, sun damage reversed.
0: Can you get it reversed?
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they could make all of this go away.
0: You Why have. are you pointing to me? I think I have fine skin. You do. You don't
2: need anything done. To-
0: yeah, and you're going way too far with those words. Um, Netflix has also released a trailer for something called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. The original Sabrina the Teenage Witch was wacky and funny. And uh, it starred Caroline Ray, who kissed me one time. Is that and a true story? That's 100% true story. Tell me more. Stand-up comedian Caroline <laughs> Ray. Was, when did she kiss you? Where did you say?
2: Uh, well, just... You'll get to that, I'm assuming.
0: No, it was more of a when. Um, I was in college, and she was touring the country as part of a stand-up comedian's Canadian, college tour. Canadian
2: thing. comedian tour?
0: Something like that. Okay. Uh, and she, uh, she laid a, a fat one on my cheek.
2: Mm. Now Which cheek?
0: This one. Uh, it turns out that Kiernan Shipka.
5: She was in Mad Men, the little girl. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, so she's Sabrina in this new one. Oh. Uh, the teaser trailer actually shows her blowing out her birthday candles and then a bunch of undead and yeah. pentagrams and dimly lit school hallways. No, thank you. So this is definitely not the Sabrina the Teenage Witch with a talking cat like the uh, like the old TV show, necessarily.
5: It is so creepy. If you watch the trailer, it's more like American Horror Story. That's than, what it sounds like, yeah. Than a Riverdale spinoff. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Uh, The series itself will premiere uh, October 26th again on Netflix. And I assume they're going to do like they've done with all of their uh, recent shows is put all of the episodes up at one time.
2: All right. Coming up next, we told you the story yesterday. This doctor in Orange County was actually on a Bravo dating show at one point. Uh, He and his girlfriend have been arrested and charged with drugging and sexually assaulting two women. Authorities say... There could be hundreds more what this couple was up to. It seems like, you know, like we said yesterday, you know, when you hear about one of these guys, it's terrible, right? But it's hard to imagine the girlfriends in on it too. When you've got two depraved people and they end up meeting each other and doing their evil together, it's always uh, a little bit more chilling. So we're going to talk to orange County DA, Tony Rakakis about the details of this. I mean, these sexual assaults go back a couple years. So, uh, Were they sitting on it for a while? Uh, What was going on there?
0: And remember the number that Tony Rakakis came out with yesterday where he said based on the photos and videos that were on these people's phones, they may be looking at a thousand victims.
2: How did they have the time for this?
0: I have no idea. All right. We'll get into that when we come back to The Gary and Shannon Show.
2: Shannon KFI am 640 keeping our eye on the news coming out of Middleton Wisconsin where four people were shot and hurt during uh, a shooting at a software company this is a suburb of Madison and the suspected shooter also critically injured during this shooting at WTS software company uh, they say that it was about 10 a.m when the shots were fired asking, People talking about this thing. This is totally unexpected. We're, we're all software people. We're a good group.
0: Uh, Senate Judiciary Committee Chair Chuck Grassley has said the FBI does not necessarily need to look into the sexual assault allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. And in fact, has reportedly offered to send... Republican Judiciary Committee investigators out here to California to interview the woman who has made the allegations against them. Uh, She's said that she wants the FBI to investigate these claims before she comes and potentially testifies in uh, in whether it's the open or in private, but testifies to the Senate Judiciary Committee.
2: Well, it looks like two more women have come forward to talk to prosecutors about this surgeon in Orange County and his girlfriend who were drugging and plying with alcohol women that they picked up in bars or at festivals and then sexually assaulting them. Oh, and keeping souvenirs in the form of, well, evidence now, but videos on their phones.
0: Orange County DA Tony Rakakis uh, is uh, nice enough to join us today to talk more about this and... Um tony can you explain the uh the delay or the the time frame of when the investigation started as opposed to the arrests that were announced
4: well the newport beach had the case starting in uh, april well starting in, in april of 2016 when uh when the uh when the first victim came into their office and then uh, october of 2016 when the second victim came into their office and they were um they they were doing some uh, some work on the case and and I think that it would be appropriate for you to um, to refer to them as to um, you know what what uh, might have um, taken uh, the uh, the time period that it took but uh, but the cert- there was a search warrant finally served in uh, January of uh, of 2018 and uh, that was uh, a lot of evidence was discovered in that search warrant and, uh, and we were we got the case here in in uh, September. Like just a couple of weeks ago, and since we got the case, we uh, um, we went to work on it and, uh, and filed charges. Yeah, it's
2: just it's just a, a two year gap there from when the first victims came in. I mean, I, I I would assume that you would have liked to get your hands on on these two sooner than than now. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many more victims, and I don't I don't know how the investigation was was working its way in, but how many more victims from those from twenty sixteen uh, till till the arrest t- this this week?
4: So we have the word out to um, to people to. Uh, to call in if they uh, if they uh, might have been victimized by by this couple or or just uh, or just uh, uh, Dr. Robichell. and uh, we're getting some calls, and and if there are victims during that time period uh, there's a good likelihood that we're going that we're going to learn that so um you know I can't answer your question about how many but uh, if if there are some uh, and I I'm assuming there are we'll we'll probably get the uh, probably get that information
0: one of the things you referred to yesterday was the uh, the images that have been found on their tel- uh, on their phones and the potential for there to be hundreds if not a thousand other victims is that uh, are you standing by that number that possibility
4: well, I think what I said was that uh, uh that there were at least a thousand a thousand videos and uh and some of them uh depicted uh depicted victims. So I, I'm not really able to give a number of uh of victims. So that's something that we that we would have to uh you know, we're gonna have to take a pretty good a pretty good look at. But some of the some of the videos are clearly uh or at least it appears that uh, the um Ah, situation is that they've got somebody that uh, they're doing sexual acts with that is um, maybe uh, next to unconscious or certainly beyond the point of being able to consent to any of that activity.
2: And it, it was both of them, huh? The girlfriend as well.
4: Both. That's... Uh... Um, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's that's distressing, but uh, but they were they both engaged in a sexual conduct with the victim.
2: How long have they been up to this? How long have they been doing this? And how frequent uh, were their their attacks? Uh, how how frequently were they going and picking up women?
4: Don't know how long. Um, you know, uh, it, we know. Uh, you know, approximately um, when. Um, Dr. Robichaud graduated from uh, from medical school, and, and uh, I mean he came to uh, uh, he came to California here in, in, uh, in about uh, 2007, and uh, um, you know he started practicing practicing excuse me practicing medicine. Uh, so it could have been uh, you know any time any time after that and uh you know the kids, they've got a regular kind of a regular thing going where they uh they go into a bar and and uh she's a very nice looking young lady he's a good looking uh young doctor and and uh, they she goes to uh, and to meet the good looking lady in the bar and Starts talking to her and it's very disarming because it's just a, uh, another another attractive young lady in the bar. They start having a discussion. She introduces uh, the doctor as her boyfriend, which again is, uh, is certainly wouldn't uh, raise any uh, red flags or anything. And they have a couple of drinks, and you know those drinks are described by these by these victims as having a greater effect than would be expected by a normal uh, cocktail. And uh, so soon after that they're being uh taken someplace else and end up in the doc in the uh doctor's uh home where they are uh, uh engaging in that uh in that uh unconsented to um sexual conduct.
0: Tony Rakakis, the uh, district attorney in Orange County, has joined us to talk about the charges against this orthopedic surgeon Grant Robichaud, uh and his girlfriend Sarissa Riley. Uh, rape by use of drugs, oral copulation by anesthesia, controlled substance, and some other crimes as well. Um, no evidence, uh, I don't think you said there was any evidence that that any of this happened uh, in the context of his medical setting or, or the may have been any of his patients, but you still kick this up to the medical board. What's that process like?
4: Well, or is whenever it just, have, just that
0: he's a licensed doctor? You have to inform the medical board that he's been charged with something.
4: Sure. Whenever we have, whenever we have uh, criminal conduct by a doctor, we're going to report that to the to the medical board and uh, and eventually give them all of the information that we can. And, and of course, it's up to them to decide uh, uh, what effect that might have on his license to practice medicine.
2: Tony, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it.
4: That's my pleasure. Thank you very much. That's uh, Orange yeah.
2: County District Attorney Tony Rakakis there, and just a such a sick, such a sick story because you know, and and Ted Bundy keeps coming to mind too because uh, you know you expect evil to look like evil, right? And uh, you don't <laughs> expect evil to be in the um, in the form of a doctor and his girlfriend, relatively young at Javier's. You know, it's like you, you don't expect that.
0: Yeah, and it's and, and you also don't expect
2: that there are two of them, they, they they find each other, these depraved people, and they each get off on uh, the the control, having control over a passed out woman.
0: Um, attorneys Philip Cohen and Scott Borthwick, who are representing this couple, all allegations of non-consensual sex are unequivocally denied by Grant Robichaud and his girlfriend, Sarissa Riley. So they have at the very least publicly said uh, that they had nothing to do with this and this was uh, this was not them. All right. We'll come back. One of the stories that, uh, that has sort of uh, skipped off of the headlines down here in Southern California is the murder of a sheriff's deputy up in the Sacramento area from just the other day. We'll talk about that when we come back.
2: Gary Shannon. The woman who helped kidnap Elizabeth Smart when she was 14 years old from her bedroom at Knife Point and uh, sat by while the other kidnapper repeatedly raped her is free today. Isn't that nice? 72-year-old Wanda Barzee. Lovely.
0: Um, In the uh, Hurricane Florence aftermath, they did the math and figured out that Florence dropped eight trillion with a t eight trillion gallons of water on the carolinas as it rolled through i think
2: the president said it this way from a water standpoint it was the wettest no he didn't yeah that's a true story
0: uh okay hey and then 12 o'clock hour we have to tell you about pimple positivity if you remember not too long ago we interviewed dr pimple pop i should say I interviewed Doctor Pimple Popper because you left. Yeah, Um, but pimple positivity—people embracing the zit. As uh, I mean, listen, it's a normal thing, right? I mean, if it weren't normal, our body wouldn't do it.
2: We're very uh, embracing these days, aren't we? Uh, Body positivity, pimple positivity. Just
0: please do not start sending me pictures on Instagram of pimple positivity.
2: Well, Uh, we told you this story yesterday, unfortunately. A Sacramento County Sheriff's deputy shot and killed in the line of duty while answering a routine service call. Young, recently married, well-liked. You know, the the guys in the Sheriff's Department were describing him this way. He was a good kid.
0: Yeah, the the Sergeant uh, Sean Hampton is a spokesman for the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department. And he said he was easy to like. He was easy to know and that he was uh, it was a sharp guy and that the community has lost a lot in this death. Now, uh, Monday afternoon, uh, this deputy ended up uh, Mark Stasiuk and his partner, Julie Robertson, answered a disturbance call at was just a Pep Boys little auto parts store in Rancho Cordova, which if you're familiar with the Sacramento area just east of downtown, it's uh, if you're taking Highway 50 out. In that area, the suspect, this 38-year-old guy, immediately fired uh, on the two deputies, and the deputies were able to return fire. But the guy shot Deputy Stasiuk in the chest and Deputy Julie Robertson in the arm before he took off. The deputy died about three hours later. He was a -a four-and-a-half-year veteran with the department. His partner, Julie Robertson, only has about three-and-a-half years with with the department. And the... What's, what's amazing is they're praising Deputy Robertson also for her actions during all of this gun battle because to see the the bullet wound, his words, by the way, tearing up her arm. This is the, uh, the, the Sheriff's Department spokesman tearing up her arm, adding that the deputy was still able to provide updates to the dispatchers of what was happening at the scene while she was returning fire. While saving her own life.
2: She was the first one doing an assessment, updating his condition.
0: This. <laughs> this guy was eventually apprehended by a bunch of other deputies in a nearby parking lot. He was shot multiple times. I Is it wrong of me to say thankfully? Thankfully, he was shot no. multiple times no, by other deputies? That. Sheriff's Department said, unfortunately, his, li- his injuries were not life-threatening. Uh, and they said that the there was a gun that had been located as well. Now, this guy uh, has n- not been a stranger to law enforcement. That's the way they were describing it. And he is a, uh, I guess he's a rapper, self-described rapper. And there was uh, a long criminal record that goes back to 1998. But as I was mentioning yesterday... He does have a lot of criminal charges in the past that involve guns and was once tried on three felony counts, but was not convicted on those counts. So he doesn't have any felony convictions. But neighbors describe this guy as a a guy with a long history of violence, most recent run in with the law occurred with an arrest a couple of years ago, charged with a couple of misdemeanors for having concealed and loaded weapon. One charge dismissed. He pleaded no contest to the others and results in 15 days in jail. If if I'm walking down the street in the city of Burbank and I have a loaded weapon on me and I get pulled over because I'm being an apple for whatever reason and they ask me if I got a gun and I say yes and they said you have a permit for that and I say no and it's loaded and concealed, do I get off with 15
2: days in jail? This is one of those stories that highlights how hard it is to go to prison in in California. It is very hard to be sent away. That's those are the really bad guys that were letting out early routinely. It's not like people that ooh they were just down on their luck. They just, you know, it was just a rough spot in their life and they they then they stole a loaf of bread for food. You know, it's not that. These are really the, the <laughs> amount of chances that are handed out to people would scare the hell out of you. Well,
0: you got all Jean it's Valjean chance on me after after there for a chance
2: second. after chance. Well,
0: and and that description of me saying, listen, he got picked up for a concealed uh for concealed weapon, loaded concealed weapon and got 15 days in jail. That's after, okay? That's after
2: all the other crappy. An guy.
0: arrest on three misdemeanor counts, two for domestic violence. Uh he did uh two of those were dismissed. He did plead contest to disturbing the peace. He was tried for three felony accounts of assault with a deadly weapon and firing a weapon at an uninhabited inhabited dwelling or vehicle. Uh, separate case, 2003, misdemeanor charges related to assault and battery were eventually dismissed. So clearly, uh, in his first arrest in 98, charged with disturbing the peace, resisting arrest.
2: All of those cases were dismissed. I'm telling you, chance after chance after chance.
4: It, How t- do you it get-
2: takes a lot to end up in prison. And, and whatever, you know, I'm not going to go well, on that rant Unfortunately,
0: again. in Sacramento, they're going to have to lay to rest a, a deputy here. And, uh, and we'll cover that story when they do the funeral, because it's one of the most, it, it's, it's, it's a thing I think people take for granted about what law enforcement is like, what first responders have to deal with. And then when they do lose their lives in the line of duty like that, it's an incredibly gripping and emotional scene uh, at the time of a funeral. So
2: remember the kidnapping of denise huskins and aaron quinn uh that was in 2015 up in vallejo uh several of us were pretty wrong when we thought that it was a it was a hoax there was a bizarre amount of money demanded anyway the convicted kidnapper in this bizarre case is going to be able to cross-examine the victims we'll tell you all about it when we come back
1: we keep on running
0: Before we get into our headlines, I'll tell you what's going on today. This is a uh, this is a song you won't be able to get out of your head anytime soon. The Baby Shark song. Oh
2: boy, we're gonna perpetuate this, huh? All right, I'm in. Monica's
0: doing the hands. She knows what's going on. Everybody. Yeah. Now do the full arms.
2: <laughs> You're such idiot Yeah. Full <laughs> arms. Full arms. <laughs>
0: now curl your knuckles under.
5: <laughs> she has no teeth. <laughs> uh,
0: get it? No, no teeth. Full arms, knuckles curl. There you go. He's got no teeth, too. Yeah, let's go hunting. Let's go hunting. Key change. We're not gonna get into that. We don't want to do the whole oh, thing.
2: Oh, we weren't gonna do the whole thing. Well,
0: because that's that induces fear. Mm. The, the the key change. Um by the way, Nick, there's a story about a great white shark lair in the Pacific Ocean. Ooh. We're gonna get into that for trending and play the shark song again. Okay.
2: Just you're just finding s- stories so we can play the just song. So again. we can
0: play the sharks.
2: I get it. It's like Why one bread, one do body. sharks?
0: Yeah, the rest of the show we will just blow it out. Nothing but sharks. Great idea. <laughs> Start now.
2: Remember the case of Denise Huskins? No, no, that's a weird No, We cannot do that because we were wrong about Denise Huskins along with the entire Vallejo Police Department.
0: Oh, let me play for you Vallejo Lieutenant Kenny Park, who was talking about the waste of resources.
4: That is a tremendous amount of resources.
0: That, in my opinion, was wasted. Remember, because we thought it was, we thought it was fake. We thought it was a hoax. It was weird. It was so weird, where they were kidnapped. They had, they were drugged. Uh, they headphones, masks, and headphones. And then she shows up, but doesn't want to take the FBI plane back to Vallejo for the investigation. It was, uh, it was so weird.
2: Well, there was the kidnapper convicted of this case. And his name is Matthew Muller. He was convicted and sentenced to 40 years for kidnapping Denise Huskins. Prosecutors say he drove her in the trunk of his car, held her hostage for two days, made ransom demands totaling $15,000. And then Denise was released near her family's home down here in Huntington Beach.
0: So he's arrested um, a few uh, months after all of this, after some evidence, including a video Of Matthew Muller and Denise Huskins was found at his mother's home now he's representing himself the Solano County judge has decided to allow him to represent himself on six new felony counts all stemming from this kidnapping Uh, kidnapping for ransom two counts of forcible rape robbery burglary and false imprisonment next week is when they're doing the preliminary hearing for those counts.
2: Denise Huskins and her fiancé, Aaron Quinn, will take the stand during the preliminary hearing. And he will have an opportunity to cross-examine them. The deputy DA on the case up there, Sharon Henry, said, we are preparing as if the victims will be testifying. <sighs> okay. Now, Proposition 115 is in place to protect victims like Denise and her uh, fiancé from being re-victimized by allowing what's called hearsay testimony by law enforcement officials at preliminary hearings. So you put a a detective on the stand and he can say, Denise told me X, Y, and Z. Right.
0: Right. So the interesting thing, the attitude about this is that Denise Hoskins' attorney has some concerns here. Uh, His name is Doug Rappaport. He says if the D.A. is subpoenaing or asking Denise and Aaron to be there as well, what that tells me is the D.A. isn't show isn't so sure that law enforcement is going to show up or do a good job. Well, listen, what do you mean show up? Well, their credibility is already at issue here. I mean, the Vallejo Police Department was like everybody else and didn't believe it, at least publicly. The statements that they made publicly Drew uh, doubt uh, or cast doubt, I should say, on Denise and Aaron's uh, a story about what happened. So the the attorney says, let's hope this isn't another time where law enforcement, the Vallejo Police Department, the FBI, let Denise and Aaron down.
2: Yeah, because I, I get it. Yeah, because why would you want them speaking for you when they didn't even believe you in the in the beginning? Now
0: the the sick part of this, I mentioned the videos that were found that include uh, Matt Muller and Denise Huskins. They're videos of the rapes. And because he's representing himself, he has a right to review all of the evidence in the case, which oh includes gosh. those two videos. Wow. So, I mean, disgusting as it is, it's completely protected by the Constitution here. Just yesterday or two days ago, he pleaded not guilty to the new charges uh, and said he would be willing to plead guilty if. Denise Hoskins and Aaron Quinn donated half of their settlement against the Vallejo Police Department to the Innocence Project, a group that works to exonerate those who have been wrongly convicted. What? This guy has giant brass ones. To suggest that he would completely plead guilty if they somehow make a donation of, I think they won two million, two and a half million million in the settlement with the Vallejo
2: Police Department for how badly they handled that case. This guy... Graduated Harvard Law, so it's not one of those, uh, you know, nut job guys that a judge can say, "Listen, trust me, uh, you don't want to represent yourself," because it 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 always, I think, increases the chance of an appeal as well if 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 a defendant uh, uh, represents himself or herself, right? Because you don't have effective counsel. But this is a lawyer. I mean, he's disbarred now because of this whole kidnapping to do. But he is a Harvard Law grad. Well,
0: I. but I think part of it is, the, I mean, the thing that may get him in trouble, obviously, he has the bona fides. He's got the resume to be able to represent himself in a court like this. But he's running on the assumption that he's smarter than everybody in the room. And that's the part that's going to get him in trouble, is he's going to overplay his hand, it sounds like, in some of this. How do you... How would you – this would never go in in actual court. Remember, this is a preliminary hearing, so it's not like they're doing it in front of a jury. There's no way the guy gets away with something like that in front of a jury.
2: How, no, no, absolutely not.
0: Because if they know – I mean, if right. you have 12 people in the jury box who are like, wait a minute, you're the guy
2: yeah. who and raped
0: just, her I've, and videotaped the whole thing. Right. Disgusting.
2: I mean, yeah. and it's it's another control thing, right? Totally. All right, coming up next, uh, Gavin some news to tell you about. Romantic news, in a way.
0: I don't know about romantic
2: news. Well, it involves a romance.
0: I do have an update on that romance as well.
4: You do? I do. <laughs> All right. I
5: like when you do this because it looks like everybody's doing the gator chomp.
0: It's a went, shark mouth, not a gator chop. That's right.
5: I, oh, I, you mean the Florida? Yeah, I went oh. there, the University of
0: Florida.
2: Mm. You guys are just so spirited today. I love it. They're kindergartners, really. the Dan is lost at Gary truth. and Shannon on Twitter says, Curses to you, Gary and Shannon, for that internal shark infernal shark song make it stop make it stop and then uh, Valerie says you guys are getting my toddler all riled up in the car every time you play baby shark uh, it's a great song we're gonna play it all day
0: no we're not uh we might Let's go.
2: Remix, that remix we were playing in the break is pretty sweet <laughs> this, I mean we were getting rem- we were getting into it uh, all right back to serious. Children. back to serious things
0: uh the fbi uh may do an investigation into these allegations against brett kavanaugh but the senate judiciary committee chairman chuck grassley says the fbi does not need to look into them because he has offered to send a team of republican investigators to uh california to interview the doctor who's making the allegations
2: big story out of wisconsin a shooting at a software company the latest is that suspect has died he was shot by police and uh, hanging on there, and now has uh, has died. Four people shot and wounded during this uh, this shooting in a suburb outside of Madison.
0: So Gavin Newsom is no fan of President Trump, and in fact, part of his uh, part of his candidacy for governor has been just going after Donald Trump. I mean, he's he's running as an anti-Trump candidate,
2: but. There's a tentacle connecting the two. Yeah. And that tentacle is Gavin's ex, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is now dating Donald Trump Jr.
0: Um, NPR caught up with uh, Gavin Newsom uh, on his big campaign bus. And I wanted to play for you part of this because part of it is I, I stumbled upon it because of the headline. Does that impact his relationship with the president? Does... His ex-wife dating the president's son, does that impact his relationship with the president? What kind of a dumb question is that? Yeah. Because the answer is simply no, but somehow they squeeze 300 words out of it. Um, The reporter who caught up with him asked about it. um, And Gavin Newsom, the, the word stew coming out of this guy's face. Oh, he
2: is the original word soup curator.
0: Listen to this. I just... If you're going to vote for this guy, you got to know that every state of the state address is going to be 17-hour endeavor.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, it's no surprise uh. that Gavin Newsom, the Democrats pick to be our state's next governor, is beating Republican rival John Cox in the polls. Yeah. Newsom is spending that poll. She's got
0: a little—she needs some— She's got some dryness. She needs some in water.
4: She needs yeah. some water. We up talked there. about the Big challenge <laughs> of governing California in the <laughs> Trump Ocean era water. and where a recent spike in nativism is coming from.
1: It is. It's very familiar, but it's but it's the headwinds coming out of Washington D.C. Mm. It's not organic, meaning it's not coming bottom up from Californians. Mm. It's a state where 27% of us are foreign born. We brought in 112,000 refugees in the last 15 years. Uh, states, 39% Hispanic, uh, majority in a minority state. We're doing it scale in a state whose population is larger than 163 nations. F
2: M L. If that guy is going to be the governor, and it's never been done. It's a point of pride and principle. Like
1: Protect those values, not just preserve those values, export those values. Uh, obviously, push back against Trump and Trumpism. Obviously, coming after us, assaulting uh, those values, but also. Make an argument for California being America's coming attraction. You know what it su- you know sounds like? Coming attraction. Mm-hmm. I know who you're going to go for.
0: No,
2: Miss Bill- uh, Miss America, Miss oh. Teen America, such as. Oh really? Yeah, because uh, it's just words strung oh, together oh, that yes. mean nothing.
0: Because of that, yes. I thought you meant who's going to sound like Bill Clinton. I don't oh. remember. I don't. In the debates, in the primary debates that they were having. He does that thumb thing that Bill Clinton used to do. What is that? He does this oh, thing. Oh, this thing. Yeah, where uh, he yeah. keeps it's like a fist, but he's still pointing with his thumb. It's the it's the odd, awkward, gravelly voice thumb pointing thing that he's doing. Can
4: I ask you an awkward question?
0: Hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't want to say yes. <laughs>
1: Is it all regret saying yes? The answer is yes.
4: I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, your ex-wife is dating Don Trump Jr. You,
1: you have the courage to be the first one to ever ask me this.
0: Seriously? She's the first to ever ask you this?
4: <laughs>
1: Which I admire, just the courage of that. And what do you? Uh,
0: if he wants to come on our show, we'll ask no. him some questions like that.
2: I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could sit here with a straight face and, and listen to somebody talk out their bottom. <laughs>
1: response is going to be i appreciate the question thank you
4: oh my gosh is he <laughs> southern that Clinton Clinton
1: now yeah. that is uh, very Clinton. There.
4: well my question actually is does that I, I don't know if you still talk to her but if you do does that potentially create a, a line of communication with yeah, the trump but, administration i didn't mean, think
1: about it in those terms i'm still trying to come to grips with all of it but uh no it's it's uh, it's fine i wish her well and them well and uh we see the world clearly with a different set of eyes politically um and uh And to the extent, look, I've said this and I know people criticize it. I think when you're asked about Trump as a Democrat, your first response is impeach. impeach. All right. Hold on a second. The other person he's starting to sound
0: like with that gravelly voice thing Mm -hmm. is Antonio. Absolutely. I just
2: had the same thought. He's like Dorit from the Housewives with this accent. He's trying to do too many things. (laughs) Dorit from the Housewives. You know exactly who I'm talking about. She's with her
0: weird accent. She's a mother, though, isn't she? Yes. She's a mommy shark.
6: Mommy shark mommy shark, mommy shark, mommy shark, mommy shark. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll come back, and we're going to do all of our trending stories. Also, next hour, not only are we going to get into uh, Swamp Watch, talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C., the president's big interview that he did with a Hill TV about his attorney general, and
2: we'll play this song about seven or eight more times. <laughs> pimple positivity
0: coming up on The Gary and Shannon Show.
1: I'm a match, she can't see.
2: version of Baby Shark. Uh, There's a reggae version. <laughs> this is a whole new world, guys. We just stumbled down the dark web. I
0: found a mashup of Despacito and Baby Shark. You did. Yeah, it's not a very good one actually because you you lose some of the Baby Shark lyrics in it. Mm. Um, but baby tiburon do do
2: do do do
0: do
5: baby
2: Hey, uh, Blake, what else is happening?
1: Time for What's Happening.
2: It looks like that shooter in Wisconsin that shot up WTS Paradigm, a software company, has died. He was shot by police following following the gunfire that he opened up. Five people are being treated in hospitals. This was in a suburb of Madison, about six miles outside of Madison, when shots were fired about 10 a.m
0: middleton police are the ones leading this investigation they say the atf was involved as well um but at this point no idea of a motive Believe that it was just a a simple i don't mean to diminish it in any way but a simple workplace shooting and that that may have been the motive as opposed to somebody going in to target someone because some other personal beef they would have had who knows
2: Oh, the woman who helped kidnap Elizabeth Smart when she was just 14 years old. Remember, she was kidnapped by Knife Point at Knife Point out of her bedroom. The woman who helped with the kidnapping and stood by when the other kidnapper would rape Elizabeth Smart repeatedly has been released. She spent 15 years in prison. She's 72. Her name is Wanda Barzi, and they say she quietly left the state prison in a Salt Lake City suburb avoiding the throng of reporters outside. We do not know where she is headed. It was a surprise last week when authorities said that they had miscalculated the amount of time that she should spend behind bars. And Elizabeth Smart held a press conference saying she's shocked, she's disappointed, and says that this woman still follows the teachings of that street preacher who uh, carried out the kidnapping.
0: We can only hope that her... uh conditions of her release are so restrictive that she trips at one point and they uh, get to put her back in.
2: Yeah, they said they're, they're going to have five years of supervised release and our federal agents closely watch over
0: her. Good. Uh, Maroon 5 is apparently going to be the Super Bowl halftime show. This is going to be good. Uh, zero problem with
2: it. I love it. Um, I celebrate their entire catalog. Well, the big... Uh, I'm hurting, baby. Don't, ruin I'm Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. You can do the uh, you can do the baby shark song, but
0: isn't this sound like Prince?
2: No.
1: Did
2: you say no? No, you're wrong. No. Oh my God, you
0: guys! You're out like of Prince. order. This whole court's out of order. It sounds like Prince. I mean, but the, the beginning, put the volume up a little bit the higher. Vocalizations on your that wow. Listen, <laughs> <This is laughs>
2: That's a Prince thing right there. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that part. It is uh, a nod to Prince. Maybe. Or maybe even Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or maybe... Where do you think, think Prince got it? Maybe 30 other singers who, who do that. Oh, my. Uh,
0: <laughs> Maroon 5 will play halftime in Atlanta February 4th. Uber. What I, what I love is they say that the 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 performance is currently scheduled for February
2: 4th. Yeah, like the the Super Bowl is going to be moving or something. Uh, Oh, wait, I I thought it was February 3rd. The Super Bowl? Yeah.
0: The Adam Levine-led band will perform at the halftime show, currently scheduled for
2: February 4th. Yes, February 4th. What? Yeah, the Super Bowl's on the 3rd. Well, then why does this say that? Maybe that's why, because Fox News... Maybe it's an after show. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Oh, way to screw that up, Fox. Uber is in the news because there's a passenger that says he was forced to drive because his Uber driver was too drunk. (laughs) An Uber passenger in India found himself behind the wheel. I guess the, the Uber driver went to pick him up from the airport. He was tweeting about the incident. He says as soon as he got in the Uber vehicle... He immediately realized the driver was a different person from the one indicated in the app and that this guy was about to pass out drunk. So he had to move over to the passenger seat and he designated himself the driver for the trip.
0: Uh, I don't take Uber enough to uh, to have run into a situation like this. But if you, you've said before that you've gotten into cars where you're like, I don't know if this guy's OK.
2: Well, it's because... The, the times that I've had questions are when I'm coming back from from a game, from, you know, the Chargers games or something. And it's I like got to take an at Uber at like two in the morning from LAX. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, so I go in with preconceived thoughts, right? I'm already cynical and I'm already thinking like, who the hell's driving an Uber at <laughs> two or three in the morning or four in the morning, right? right. What have you been up to all day, all night? You know, so I already have that outlook going in. But yeah, I, one of the trips I took recently, the guy was—I fa- thought I was going to fall asleep at the wheel. He was—the eyelids were heavy. I had to roll down the window. I'm, I'm making idle conversation just to make sure he doesn't fall asleep. It was—it was touch and go.
0: You start screaming inadvertently. I started singing "Baby Shark,"
2: is what I did. God, you did? not. I totally did.
0: Researchers for the Monterey Bay Aquarium and Stanford say they have discovered a great white shark cafe. That's what they're calling it, a cafe. The problem is they don't know if it's a cafe or a shark orgy dome.
2: You know what? It doesn't really matter because the story enables us to play the baby shark song. Yeah, so so it, it, it for our purposes, it makes no difference one way or the other. Excellent point
1: would you go there
0: if they sent uh, if they sent boats out to this area they say the size of Colorado where all of these great white sharks spend months on their pilgrimage
2: I, I would not Okay. would you well if I did I'd run away
0: I'd be back on land and I'd be safe at last ain't no sharks gonna get me
2: Wow. it's yes.
3: up
0: coming up wednesday a week from today we're going to do news and brews at wicks brewing company uh on sterling avenue there in riverside and we've been firing emails back and forth and i think there's going to be some cool giveaways that you're going to want to know about as we get a little bit closer
2: yeah it's not just stuff from our office
0: Right, because that like would usual, be yeah, like a like smashed peanut M M&M. and M
2: balloon. <laughs> all right, coming up next, the we have uh, body positivity in 2018. Right now, we have pimple positivity. I'll tell you all about it. It's a thing.
1: But if it's the drug.
2: Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. The president has arrived in South Carolina on the second leg of a two-state trip to survey damage caused by Hurricane Florence. Arrived by a helicopter this afternoon at an airport near uh, Conway. It's named after Tim Conway. Is that true? Yeah.
0: Speaking of, we're having a Conway party coming up. A couple of weeks, actually. October 6th, Saturday, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. We're handling or holding... The Tim Conway Jr. Show podcast sucks launch party. Oh, yeah, it's also his birthday. So that means there will be food and fun and prizes coming out. Now, we would love it if you would come out and join us. It is 100% free. Just sign up for an invite uh, online. If you go to KFIAM640.com, use the keyword Conway Show. You'll see all the
2: information there. He went on a great rant last night against the guy who proposed to his girlfriend at the Emmys. Yeah. Couldn't agree more with him. You hated that guy. I hated that guy. I hated their relationship. I felt like it was wasting our time, even though I didn't watch one minute of the Emmys. I
0: know, but you heard the part where you said, and remember why I don't like calling you my girlfriend? Yeah. And you went, no, 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 <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. We're not doing that. Yeah.
2: Nobody's trying to hear that. You want to ruin your life, do it on your own time.
0: Um, Callie Kushner. Would grow increasingly socially anxious, certain that everyone she met was staring at her skin.
2: Well, listen to this.
0: She had developed adult cystic acne.
2: She says one time she's talking to a friend in class. She started laughing at a joke that the friend told her. She says, what, you're out? You're the one who can handle this stuff. I'm the one who has a hard time with it. She says, as I was laughing, a cyst burst open, started bleeding down my face. She says, it was horrifyingly embarrassing. I ran out of the classroom, didn't come back for the next two weeks. Anyway, she started using her Instagram account to promote this acne positivity movement. The account is at my face story. It's all about her experience with the drug Accutane, um, her experience with using makeup, uh, with scarring, hyperpigmentation, all of this stuff.
0: She said she was on vacation with her family, and her nephew says that at the end of the day, she goes in and washes off all her makeup. But after she washed off her makeup, her nephew said, why is your face so dirty? And it took her that moment to realize when he saw her with full makeup and foundation, et cetera, that's what he saw as clean. And when you could see all the acne and the scars, that's what he saw as dirty, Well, people can be a-holes on social media. Yes. And even if you do post something like this in an attempt to be body positive, or just at the very least, just acknowledging the fact that people have weird stuff that goes on with their bodies that they have zero control over. There was a British blogger, M. Ford, few years ago posted a video on youtube called you look disgusting and it showed her in full makeup and it showed her without makeup where you could see the acne and there was a whole bunch of people commenting because they're apples on social media wtf is wrong with her face i can't even look at her ew gross horribly ugly it had 10 million Views. She now has a YouTube channel called My Pale Skin, a million subscribers. She said she's shortly going to launch the You Look Disgusting 2.0 video. The idea that pimples are in is not a thing, necessarily. I don't think people are going to go out of their way to get zits. But I do believe that there is a uh, a push towards acknowledging people's
2: What's well, just accepting word? that people have to deal with crap. You know, everyone's got their own crap to deal with. What's it, your crap you got to deal with? I'm looking at it. I mean i i, <laughs> I have Gary I have a Why Gary acceptance laughing? page, uh, the separate Instagram account where I just post pictures of you, and, and people, people write people, <laughs> what WTF is wrong with his face? People write supportive <laughs> messages like, "We're thinking of you." It's okay. We all have our crap, Shannon. We get it. <laughs> what about you? What do you have to deal with? I'm looking at her. Monica um, laughed. I know she did. That because it rolled
5: off your tongue. <laughs> he beautiful. walked into that one yeah, pretty yeah.
2: boldly. Wow. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> there is a, a dermatologist, the British Association of Dermatologists, Dr. Bob Shergill. That said that acne can often affect people without much power in society, like adolescents, which is an interesting way to look at it. And that a lot of times, specifically in women, adult women, for example, 25% of all women over 30 still have the condition of acne.
2: I was always, I mean, I still think I'm going to get like adult acne at some point because I never had it as a teenager. And so I was just, I'm just, I just have been waiting for it to hit. Well, he
0: says... Uh, his point is that women often find that their breakouts are tethered to their hormonal shifts associated with their menstrual cycles. And that it's much more likely for a woman to get it than a man because of the changes in a, in a woman's hormones on a regular basis. Interesting. I, have, I had a couple of bad. You didn't have. Oh, you were so blessed you didn't have zits.
2: I didn't. I don't, I'm not saying I'm blessed because of it. It's just something I've been waiting for.
0: Monica, do you hate girls like that who say, I did not even really
5: have pimples? I mean, I, I didn't have acne like this girl that you were talking about on Instagram. I just checked out her page. Yeah, but um, everybody's
0: got some,
5: right? Yeah, like yeah. a pimple here and there. Sure. You Shannon, sh- you had to have. I did. I oh, mean, okay.
2: it, I, I feel like acne is yeah, widespread a- acne, you know, like a, a situation you got to deal with. Of course, you have zits here and there. Yeah, but I never had acne but, Yeah, either. No, not acne. Did you have struggles?
0: I had, I had a few zits in my time. Oh. I have a good picture of me a sophomore year in high school. Looked like, yeah. I look like what the face Blake is making right now. I That's... feel like
2: it affected boys more than it, ha- it did girls Well, the in high the
0: boy hormone issue uh, oh, I hits see. like a... You ran face first into a brick wall at the age of fourteen or fifteen, or or all of it.
5: Yeah, but boys aren't as conscientious either about washing their face and taking care of themselves, and, like maybe
2: girls are taught to and do. Some
0: of it, it's not. You know, some a lot of it has to do with diet and whether you're mm-hmm, eating right, right and right. and guys don't care. There's that.
2: Was that the never mind?
0: Waiting. Go ahead. I mm-hmm. got nothing to do. I got no. just sitting here waiting for you to tell me. Is that the no? Is that the what?
2: No, I feel like I've been overly mean in this hour, so I'm going to stop. There's so many versions. Ooh, is this the EDM
5: remix? Is is the beat about to drop?
0: No, all I did was slow it down. Ah.
5: Oh, this is your
2: remix. <laughs> yeah, that's my remix. <laughs> I love it.
0: Swamp Watch, when we come back, the president said something in an interview with The TV today about Jeff Sessions probably farther than he's ever gone in yeah. terms of hating on his attorney general. I don't even have one.
2: We'll talk about it swamp watch when we come back. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. I don't really have to deal with you. You're lovely, you know? Enjoy. Your mic is still on. Oh. I ain't come over here,
0: a uh, shooting today this one at a software company just outside madison wisconsin several uh, local law enforcement uh, atf involved in the investigation at least five people had to be treated at hospitals the shooter himself apparently died after uh, after the event today but we don't know exactly what the motive was in all of this it was at a workplace so you could define it as a workplace shooting but we don't know if it was a, a work disagreement that prompted this, or if there's something more personal than that. We also told you Wanda Barzi is out of prison. She is uh, one of the people who kidnapped Elizabeth Smart way back when. She has to be registered as a sex offender in Utah, and she is going to be monitored by federal authorities. Uh, but she has very strict conditions in terms of her release from Utah State Jail, so or Utah State Prison.
2: Well, twelve thirty, uh, we dive into all news Washington in Swamp Watch.
1: Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Drain the swamp! Drain
4: the swamp! Drain the
2: swamp! Swamp launch. The president did an interview with Hill.tv, and he went after Jeff Sessions once again, saying... He does not have an attorney general. He has been upset with Jeff Sessions ever since Sessions decided to step away from the Russian investigation. And it wasn't really a decision. He kind of had to because he had contact with some Russians. He was he needed to recuse himself. And the president just wanted him to take hold of this thing and make it go away. And it didn't. And it hasn't and it's in the news every day, and it is a thorn in his side.
0: Yeah, and we've seen the president go after Jeff Sessions on Twitter several times, although none of what he has said, according to the White House press office, is officially an order for Jeff Sessions to either step down or resign or whatever. He said today on Hill.TV, I don't have an attorney general. It's very sad. He said, I'm not happy at the border, speaking of— Uh, Jeff Sessions' performance as the top law enforcement officer in the country. I'm not happy at the border. I'm not happy with numerous things, not just this. And what's interesting is said he had a blind spot. The president said he had a personal blind spot when it came to nominating Jeff Sessions as Attorney General. He said, I'm so sad over Jeff Sessions because he came to me. He was the first senator that endorsed me and he wanted to be Attorney General and I didn't see it.
2: Asked whether he would consider firing Sessions, the president said, quoting, we'll see what happens. A lot of people have asked me to do that.
0: I don't know if anybody's really asking him to do that, especially considering that going into the midterms, this is going to be hanging over. Nobody's
2: asking him to do that. Not one person. He, uh, he he just wants it to look like uh, that's the where the momentum is. So if he decides to pull the trigger on that.
0: Yeah. Now, he said also that he went through the nominating process, Jeff Sessions did, and he did very poorly. I mean, he was mixed up and confused and people that worked with him for, you know, a long time in the Senate were not nice to him, but he was giving very confusing answers, answers that should have been easily answered. And that was a rough time for him. Now, the the ones I remember him having trouble with are the questions about, did you meet with people like Sergei Kislyak? Did you meet with so-and-so from the Russian Federation? Like, all of these questions where he either misremembered or came back and amended the answers that he gave originally. I'm not sure that uh, those are the questions that he, sh- well, those are the, he should have gotten all of the questions right. How's that? So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I don't think the president uh, keeps him on till the end of the year, but I also don't think he fires him before the midterm elections.
2: We have tons of Brett Kavanaugh news to get to. Um, Doug Jones, Senator Doug Jones out of Alabama, Democrat, says that the process for handling this allegation has gone off the rails. And I think that's why they want the report from the FBI. They want the adults in the room to just get something down on paper so that they can go from there.
0: Bring it back to center.
2: But right it's, now, uh, yeah. it's just is a it is a free for all. If she's going to come in there uh, for this hearing on Monday,
0: we'll talk about that because I also have a question: Why of all of the things that President Trump has been commenting on? I mean, since the, since he took office, since since he was a candidate. He's been able to step on his own toadstool multiple times, well right? Done.
2: Well done. But this,
0: in this case, specifically in dealing with this woman accusing Brett Kavanaugh of sexual
2: assault, he's saying the right thing. He's being careful. Yeah, absolutely. How long does that last?
0: I don't know because I keep waiting for I keep waiting. Every morning I'll wake up and I'll check a tweet and see if, uh, did he do it today? Is today the day he blows this thing up?
2: Also, New York Magazine did a deep dive on Cory Booker. I read that this morning. Some nuggets in there to share with you when we return. How about you? You. Because I miss the stupid things that we do.
0: How about you? Gary and Shannon. We've uh, been talking the last week or so about what's going to be happening in North and South Carolinas after Florence, Hurricane Florence hit and uh, dumped 8 trillion gallons of rain. Well, the president is in Ori County, South Carolina, specifically in Conway at one of the emergency uh, centers that they have set up there and spoke just a few moments ago.
1: Washington is with you. Trump is with you. We are all with you 100 percent. And uh... We'll get through it. And I think the most exciting part is going to be that rebuild, because we're going to have a lot of rebuilding. I flew over, and there's a lot of damage. And you haven't really been hit yet by comparison to what's coming. So uh, I love South Carolina. I love this state. I'm very proud of Henry McMaster, the job he's done as your governor. And I can tell you that uh, Tim and Lindsey and myself and Tom, from the great congressman were all we're all in there fighting, and uh, it's going to work out very well. Uh, this room, the job you do is great, and we really want to thank you. This is real emergency stuff at the highest level, and we want to thank you. So, anything I can do, you all know where to call me, and we will be there for South Carolina. We're going to be there for this disaster. Thank you. Everybody.
2: This is real emergency stuff.
0: <laughs> so he's not as eloquent as you,
2: as a lot of people. I didn't say anything
0: uh but he will continue to uh he he passed out food and uh supplies earlier in North Carolina before helicoptering over to South Carolina and getting an update on that as well um speaking of the president i i have been waiting uh cautiously
2: for him of, to say something stupid about this uh, sex assault allegation man. with regard to Brett Kavanaugh something like crazy christine Or something like that.
0: So Kellyanne Conway on Monday was the one who came out and said she had had a discussion with the president about the story, about the uh, allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, against the Supreme Court nominee. And that Kellyanne Conway said, you know, the president believes that this woman has to to be listened to. She has to be heard. And that might mean testifying in front of the Senate Senate Judiciary Committee. And I didn't know if that was Kellyanne Conway sort of shaping what the president said so that it was better for, for public consumption. But the way he's handled these questions about this, about this subject, specifically Brett Kavanaugh and the allegations against him, has been right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I believe somebody asked him what happens if she comes and testifies before the uh, Senate uh, Judiciary Committee and she is credible.
0: Yeah, and his, his answer today, he before he got on the helicopter and headed out to North Carolina, he said, look, if she shows up and makes a credible showing – That'll be interesting. We'll have to make a decision. But I can only say he is an outstanding man talking about the character of Judge Kavanaugh. Very hard for me to imagine that anything happened. But says, listen, she has to be given the opportunity to say this publicly and for us to see if she's credible.
2: Chair of the committee, Chuck Grassley, uh, offered a letter to Christine Ford's lawyers um, to have his panel's investigators interview her wherever she wants This includes having aides come out here to California to interview her. He is also setting deadlines. His letter to Ford's lawyers say his committee's hearing on her allegations of sexual abuse will begin Monday morning. He says if she intends to testify, she must submit written testimony by Friday morning. Now, she has said she wants the FBI to investigate her accusation before she testifies.
0: Yeah, we were we were talking earlier about what what benefit that is to her, what benefit it would be to the members of the Judiciary Committee if the FBI goes through and interviews the people. Because they're not going to turn up any new evidence. There were very few people in the home at that point, according to uh, even according to Dr. Ford's own accounting, that there were only a handful of people in the place where she said this took place. It would and be Bob- a
2: lot of hearsay is what it would be. Uh, she has a friend who was quoted in the L.A. Times this morning as saying that later on in life, uh, Christine had to make sure her master bedroom had two exits, two different ways to get out because of this situation. Again, if you haven't heard it, you lived under a rock. She claims that in 1982, when she was 15, Kavanaugh was 17. They were at a a party, some all girls school, all boys school, whatever. She said there's only four people in the house or whatever, but Kavanaugh and his buddy from the all boys prep school, uh, we're with her in a room. he forces himself on her, puts his hand over her mouth when she tries to yell, and uh, the other friend at one point jumps on top of them, and she's able to escape.
0: There was another person that uh, so part of the story that we talked yesterday, some uh, former sex crimes prosecutors who looked at her story had said you know that it's unusual that she would add a third person, you know, if she was making it up. It's unusual to add another witness there, then that to them gave the story more credibility. One of the things that she said was that she would identify another person who was at the party, not in the room necessarily, but at the party, a guy that she referred to as PJ. And Patrick J. Smith, who graduated with Brett Kavanaugh from Georgetown Prep, said that he is the PJ that she was identifying, but she, he says, I was never at this party I have no idea what that was. I understand this is the quote. I've been identified by Dr. Ford as the person she remembers as PJ, who supposedly was president at the party she described in her statements. I am issuing this statement today to make it clear that all involved, I have no knowledge of the party in yeah, question, you nor don't. do I have any knowledge of the allegations of improper I, conduct. I,
2: I bet you don't. If I asked you if you were at a party 30 years ago, you wouldn't have any knowledge of that either. You, right. You're not going to remember every party you went to. I mean – I you're not there's some that you're you're not going to remember that you were there, you know, you were at so and so's house on Lemon Street in 1992 and uh well that's you know you wouldn't you're not going to remember being there. You only remember she she's the one who remembers because,
0: because of the she events. was
2: uncomfortable that right. night. She felt like she was assaulted that night. That's why she remembers.
0: Well, my question is what does the what is the FBI going to turn up about that if anything? that would allow these other potential witnesses to come forward and say, oh, wait a minute, I, if you mean a party uh, April 15th, which was a Saturday night at Mr. and Mrs. McKepsey's house, yeah, I do kind of remember that party. I
2: don't think that's what the investigation would be. Like I said earlier, I believe it would be centered around hearsay, things that she told people following that night she probably told a friend she may have told her parents i don't is, know she you know what i mean what uh is that the, the, the f- hearsay
0: no 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 i mean but in terms of the it's the the timing of it it's not circumstantial but it's uh, the fact that it took place at the same time concurrent um, i don't remember exactly what it is where if something immediately if something happens and you immediately go tell a friend about it that that isn't necessarily evidence that the, the event took place but it's evidence that it was important enough to you that you right. told somebody else about it right. thirty six years ago.
2: And she remember she brought it up in uh, marital counseling right. in, in sixteen years ago, and the therapist wrote it down, took notes. So
0: tell me about Cory Booker.
2: Oh, Cory Booker. This is a pretty deep dive by New York Magazine. Uh, first of all, he's a vegan. Mm. He he likes to hug, and I didn't know this, but he's like super earnest. And a lot of the article focused on the fact that. You may not get elected. You may not get the nomination if you're super earnest because people don't believe the shtick. They don't believe that you're actually in it for the right reasons and that you believe in all the faith, hope, changey stuff. you know. And he seems to be that guy, like a genuinely earnest man who really does believe that good will happen and, and he does believe in the good in people and things like that. And there are people that uh, just don't believe a candidate like that will be successful at this time.
0: Which is interesting because there are th- that is what you would try to sell, isn't it? I mean, I would think yeah, about totally because everyone's so jaded about politicians recently yeah, lately that you would want to sell yourself as, listen, I'm not in here to it's be just a politician. People don't
2: buy it, you right. know, and, and they say once you get to know him, you buy it. But when you see him, you know, on, on television trying to have his I am Spartacus moment, it comes across as not genuine. Uh, my favorite anecdote. Briefly uh, from that article was when one of his staffers comes in with a brown paper bag and she's like, oh, there was only three left. And she hands the the bag to him and he puts his hand in and takes out of the bag chopped up celery and carrots. (laughs) He's a vegan.
0: Not like a massive overloaded cheeseburger or a Philly cheesesteak sandwich.
2: What are the words? There's only there were only three left. When have those words ever been used to talk about celery or carrots?
0: N- among humans? Mm-hmm. Never. This is about the closest I'll probably ever have in my life to an I am Spartacus moment. Oh, it's too bad.
2: Too bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we come back. The latest out of Utah. Wanda Barzi is out of jail. Alex Stone's going to join us. Talks us about what sort of conditions this woman's going to have to live under while she's out. Next. Ooh. Shannon, yep.
2: the suspect in that shooting in Wisconsin outside Madison has died. He was shot by police after he opened fire. Five people being treated in in hospitals. It was at a software company, WTS Paradigm.
0: we have been watching the president. He gave a couple of uh, news conferences, sort of impromptu statements today in North and South Carolina He's been checking in on the relief efforts after uh, Hurricane Florence came through and the the definitely not out of the woods in terms of the danger there. The waters, the rivers, the streams in North and South Carolina continue to rise as the rain that fell is now making its way back out to the ocean.
2: Well, another big story today is the woman convicted for her role in kidnapping Elizabeth Smart when she was 14 years old has been released from prison. Alex Stone has been following the story and joins us now. Alex, where is she off to?
6: Nobody knows right now. And and first of all, she got out this morning and nobody knew that she had even been released. Even though we knew it was going to happen, all of the exits of the, the prison, the Utah State Prison, were covered by media, cameras, and reporters. Nobody saw her leave until the prison said, oh no, she got out. So likely in... Uh, a vehicle, somebody drove her with uh, tinted windows, had her ducking down, but nobody see, saw her actually get out. Her attorney saying that the yes, she is out now, where she's going to go he won't say her address on the sex offender registry has not been updated it still has the prison as her address but she will have to register at some point here pretty quickly where her permanent address is going to be we don't know though if utah is going to put her real address or just leave it as the the prison address because it's such a high profile case but she's out She's in public now with a lot of restrictions, but uh, she's no longer in prison.
0: The federal agents, though, are going to be the ones who are keeping an eye on her. Is that right?
6: Exactly. So she's under federal supervision for five years, and the agents have told the Smart family that that Barzi is going to be watched very, very closely, that uh, wherever she goes, that they're going to be watching. And she has to stay quite a distance away from Elizabeth Smart, from the family members. She's voluntarily agreeing, according to her attorney, not to go anywhere geographically that the Smart family might go. So a church, a grocery store, anywhere where the, the Smarts are known to go, she will not go in those areas. She has to undergo mental health treatment. We know there's a there are a lot of mental health issues going on with Barzée that she has to to go through that process and her attorney saying that that he's hoping that she can kind of at her age now uh, absorb herself, be absorbed into the community, and kind of just disappear. Now, if she'll be able to do that, we don't know. She has to go through all of the, the process of the mental health and whatnot, but uh, he's hoping that, that she can kind of disappear and just become a, a regular member of society. Gosh,
2: Elizabeth Smart, a uh, very impressive person, the way that she is able to uh, pick her life up and continue living it. She's a mother, she's a she's a, a wife, she does a lot of work in, in the... Uh, community. And I'm just wondering, we'll have to ask Dr. Wendy about this, how that affects her bouncing back into normal life, that one of the persons who put her through this trauma, this hell is now free. You know, I I just want uh, what has she said today, if anything?
6: Well, she's made it very clear leading up to today that she was not happy about this. She wanted authorities to, to look at the case and to say, OK, maybe she should be kept in longer. But the Utah prison said that their, their system, they can't hold her any longer, Their their parole system, because once they went back, she thought she was going to get out and 2024, but once they went back and looked at the time that she served in federal prison before she was in Utah State Prison, that she had served her time. And they say legally, that's what she was sentenced to. They had to, to let her out. Then the Smart family said, well, please, supervisor, federal agents said they're going to supervise her, so she will be under that, that federal supervision. Today, though, Smart uh, posted on Instagram a, a message saying, may we all remain vigilant and watching over our family, friends, and community from anyone who would want to seek to hurt or take advantage. She says, I truly believe life is meant to be happy and beautiful. No matter what happens, that will remain my goal for me and my family, that uh, clearly, She's looking toward moving forward now, and now that Barzy is out, unless she commits a crime again, she's not going back in, and, and Smart's dealing with that.
0: Do we know if Wanda Barzy has family in Utah that would be willing to take her in?
6: It doesn't appear she has anybody who had, at this point has said they will take her in, no family members who have made themselves known. Remember, you know, she and, and her husband, Brian David Mitchell, they were drifters who, you know, street preacher, didn't have a... Uh, any sort of real backing from family or friends uh, in Utah and and other places that they were in. Today, uh, Barzi's attorney saying he wouldn't describe if there was any sort of group that was going to support her now, whether it be family, friends, uh, an organization. He said he didn't want to talk about that. So uh, we don't know. There's been uh, no family members have said, hey, we're going to take her in. We're here to support her. Uh, Anybody who's really connected themselves to her. She may have somebody, but they haven't made themselves known.
0: Um, Alex, you have
6: kids.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you, you ever, like the, uh, you heard the Baby, ba- the baby shark, shark song? song?
6: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Oh. Baby oh, that's good. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <Baby shark. laughs> shark. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, there's a whole dance that goes along with it. Oh, it's so,
2: so catchy, Alex. i doing it right now. Yeah. You are? I don't know what it is, but I feel dumb right now. <laughs> that's you. Oh, watch out. Yeah. Here You're the, the daddy, daddy shark. shark.
0: Don't forget there's a grandma shark and a grandma, grandpa shark. From? Is that an online thing? Uh, you just go on YouTube and you find it. I'm sure it's uh, it's like a pink fong or something like that. Is the uh, is the fong? It's in it, a song
2: that you would work. It's no, like, the like the number a... two song on Spotify oh. in the country right now. It's
0: terrifying. Oh. And once you play it for your kids, they're never going to let you not play it. Oh, great! Just so... a
2: little something we found on the dark web for you today. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So for
0: that. you uh, you are welcome. And I hope that uh, if you need a place to stay, just let me know. Can... <laughs> I'll call you tonight. All right, Alex. Thank you very much. Better guys. Alex there with the latest on uh, the Wanda Barzy stuff and, of course, a dad's view of the Baby Shark song. Hey, next news and brews, a week from today, we're going to be at Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside on Sterling Avenue uh, Wednesday. That's September 26th. Put it on your calendar. Totally free. Come on out. Uh, They're going to open up a little bit early. In fact, they say they're going to open their doors at 930 on Wednesday so that you can come out and get a little party on before you, uh, you know, before the show starts because Lord knows we are. And. They, uh, we've been working on some email stuff back and forth about what we're going to be giving away on Wednesday. So it's definitely, we're going to have hopefully a couple of announcements in the next coming days before that. But the News and Brews, Wednesday, Wicks Brewing in Riverside.
2: Coming up next, it looks like some churches are trying to take the gluten out of communion and God is saying, wait, just a darn moment. Can you do that? One bread, one, bread, one body. One body. One Lord of all.
0: You're that guy? Yeah. One,
2: One cup of blessing, okay, which I, we bless. Okay. There's
0: nothing worse than the worship guy who's like re- telling me what the next line is.
2: I just wanted you to get ready in case you wanted to sing along. Can't we?
0: It's, it's up on the screen anyway. We can see it. We get it.
2: So why don't you just meet me in the middle, in the middle? Shannon. The lawyer for Wanda Barzi, by the way, says it's unfair to call her a threat now that she's been released from prison. (laughs) A guy by the name of Scott Williams made the comment after Elizabeth Smart's father says he's concerned that this woman is capable of abusing another child. Listen, Scott. You don't get to be the unfair police. You know what's unfair? Being taken out of your bedroom when you're 14 years old at knife point and then kept for nine months as a sex slave. That That's unfair.
0: Scott. This is a woman who literally sat next to, to the point where she was physically touching a 14-year-old girl who was being raped by her husband while she encouraged her husband to continue to rape the girl.
2: What a horse's ass. How in the world do you... He's this guy.
0: <sighs> there was an interview. You call him. There was an interview that Elizabeth Smart did, I think it was today, with CBS. And um, she said, CBS wasn't able to confirm this, but she said that uh, Wanda Barzee continued to worship the way that she was worshiping with her husband when he kidnapped Elizabeth Smart and brought her up into the mountains. That she was still running on this philosophy that this guy was a savior of some kind.
2: This, look at this guy look at this attorney <coughs> what a schmuck on his website he boasts uh that he handles things from 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 sex crimes to murder oh,
0: oh, look at your range yeah, you sick bastard that's Nice business card you got there jerk
2: all right let's uh, uh let's, let's cleanse let's, ourselves, let's, ourselves with some mass
4: okay. see if we can
2: there we go the communion song. One bread, one body. So there are some churches that are trying to figure out how to serve their, their parishioners who do not do well with gluten. You know, the Eucharist yeah. is a thing at church, and there's some people that are apparently... Uh, made uncomfortable by any any amount of gluten.
0: Well, not just uncomfortable. I mean, they may have a, they may have an explosive dietary reaction to it.
2: The, the the Eucharist, of course, it honors Jesus's Last Supper with his disciples before the crucifixion. Of course, Jesus referred to the wheat bread as his body and the wine as his blood, and he tells his disciples, as we all remember, "Do this in remembrance of me." Now, many churches have kept with this tradition and done wine and wheat-only bread, which does contain Gentile or I love that part. Uh, it does contain gluten. But there are some churches that want to do away with that. But there's a problem because the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops They have guidelines, and they state that bread should contain some gluten for it to be valid to be the Eucharist. They're very serious about keeping the gluten in the Eucharist. Now, they do say that they will be using some low-gluten bread for the Eucharist, and that those who cannot receive low-gluten bread have the option of taking the wine only for community. So you only get the blood, you don't get the body. If I had a gluten issue,
0: yes. Let's say you have celiac disease.
2: right? Your body, and so, like, your body in, can't process. In it. one hand, you could have like a IBS situation, but on the other hand, you don't get the uh, you don't get the body of Christ. See, like, well,
0: it could literally actually kill you. To
6: be,
2: oh, really? To be clear, yeah. yeah.
0: To be clear, oh, yeah. wow. it be clear the. The Catholic Church, the way they did
2: even that it. much, like that little, that yeah,
0: like some people with celiac, it's like you come in contact with it, you're dead.
2: Wow, yeah.
0: really? Yeah, I didn't know it was that serious. I'm not saying every case is that, but it can it can kill people. Now they're saying that there is a, an official word from the from the Vatican that says if you have celiac disease or if you have such an aversion to an aversion makes it sound like it's a person of choice if you have uh, such a problem processing gluten that in fact you can still receive communion just with the wine it will still mean the same that's what the Vatican has said about it and there are plenty of places who uh, uh, plenty of churches that do offer gluten free already although they tend not to be Catholic so there is a um, Arlington, Texas, the Diocese of, uh, of Arlington. There's Michelle Groot has celiac disease. And she said for a long time she would approach the priests in the sacristy before mass to ask them to consecrate a separate chalice of wine so she could safely receive without cross-contamination. So not only could she not receive the bread, she couldn't even put her lips on the same glass as the people who were eating the bread.
2: Like I'm not finding any evidence that you can die right away after ingesting gluten if you have celiac disease.
0: Oh, I have a friend who has gluten intolerance and made it very clear that they didn't have celiac because celiac you could die. Mm. So I don't. Maybe my information's wrong, but I know there's. I know that gluten intoler just because you're gluten intolerant doesn't mean you have celiac because celiac is like a whole other step, a whole other level of it. Right. We need to do a medical segment with just Blake. <laughs> no. We could do that. <laughs> Dr. Doctor Blake.
2: I'm going to shake you off on this one. Well,
0: all right. That's your choice.
2: Coming up next, Baby Shark.
0: Oh, this is such a great idea. I know. I think Baby Shark uh, needs to come back. But slow, Baby Shark. You
2: got, bands, theし, you got that kid drunk. What's the matter with you? Shark, I love this version. It's kind of mellow. You know, it's like maybe for a Sunday.
0: <laughs> Doctor Wendy Walsh is going to join us when we come back.
2: Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. One of the stories of the day involves North Korea. Kim Jong-un saying he will permanently dismantle his country's main nuclear complex if we destroy ours. Good luck with that. Also, the president going after Jeff Sessions again today saying, I don't have an attorney general during an interview with Hill.TV. I don't know that
0: that's going to be received too well. I don't know how much... uh... Jeff Sessions can endure these constant attacks on his job. Yeah. See, Uh, it's time for uh, our weekly visit with Dr. Wendy Walsh. We join, uh, she is joining us today. You hear her show on Sundays right here on KFI, regardless of whether or not there's a football game, because even if there is, you can definitely hear it online as well. Yeah, they can go online
3: and they can also go to the iHeartRadio app. It's free, you know, and you just do keyword Dr. Wendy and you have endless Endless hours (laughs) of me talking to you. Well, I don't know if that's good.
0: There's two two things we wanted to talk about. And actually, we just talked about one at the top of the hour when we were talking about Elizabeth Smart and the woman who was accused of kidnapping her uh, 15 Mm -hmm. years ago, whatever it was.
2: Elizabeth Smart has been able to get her life back, uh, rebound from this trauma of being kidnapped at knife point at 14 years old, kept as a sex slave in the woods for nine months. Uh, She went on to uh you know go to school and get married and have children and do great work in the community how does one of her tormentors getting out affect her i mean just hypothetically speaking not knowing who she is or the case or anything like that but i mean well that- it can
3: depend i mean remember what forgiveness is forgiveness is not a gift to the other person it's a gift to ourselves and if we truly get through our trauma To relieve ourselves from the trauma, we often forgive. Now, this is not a directive for everybody to forgive everybody who has ever hurt them, although it is good for your own mental health. So it just depends how she has framed this trauma. It depends how she's dealt with it. Um, I'm sure she doesn't like the media attention that the woman is getting because it can re-injure her, bringing back the idea of her trauma as the media rehashes it all again. That's not I mean, I wish the woman had quietly been released to the night if that's what was supposed to happen. Yeah. But the fact that we're making a hoopla about it, that's probably not good for Elizabeth. Smart.
0: Well, it is. And it is a little bit weird in that, to your point, you know, that we are making a big deal out of it. But uh, Utah State Prisons also hasn't told us where she is, mm-hmm. which, you know, whether or not you believe this 70 plus year old, 74 year old woman or however old she is now is is a threat to the community if i 'm if i 'm a member of that community if i 'm a member especially of the smart family, you're damn right, I think she 's a threat to the community and i would be I would be very upset that there wasn 't more information about where she was and in-
3: or in the back of a victim 's mind is always the thought they 'll come back and get me yeah. and once you 've sent them to prison, that thought becomes even greater right if anybody who 's been a victim in a crime or a witness in court and their testimony sent someone to prison, there's always that feeling. When they get out, they're going to come back for me. Yeah.
0: So, th- so that's a story from a decade and a <clears throat> half ago that's being revisited today. One story from three and a half decades ago that's being re- revisited today is the, um, the story of Christine Blasey Ford, who is a professor here in California, who says that in 1982, when she was 15 years old, that Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her at a party, a teenage beer party. And there are, there have been questions about a couple of aspects of this story that I've wanted to ask you about. And one Mm -hmm. of them is there, there was not a, there was not a rape. I mean, I know that people have qualified it as that, but it was, it was, but it was still a sexual assault in that it was an assault of a sexual nature. And um, it's obviously traumatized this woman, Mm -hmm. whatever it was that happened in 1982, whether it happened the way she described it, whether it was worse, whether it wasn't as bad, it's obviously traumatized. It came her.
2: up in her marriage counseling 16 years ago, so much so that the therapist wrote it down. A friend told the L.A. Times today that she knows that when Christine was di- uh, designing her master bedroom, she wanted to have two exits for this reason. Wow.
3: You know, I also want to say she's a very, very credible witness. I notice that the media, and it's not your fault you just did it too, Gary, Drop the doctor whenever they say her name. She has like a PhD from Stanford. This is a really bright woman. She has many academic books published, uh, something like 65 peer-reviewed journal articles. She does serious medical and psychological research on traumatic brain injury and other things. Um, This is a brilliant woman who's lived a very stable life, been married a long time, has two children, uh, settled in Northern California. So we're not talking about Some woman that came out of the woodwork who was, you know, I hate to say this because I don't like to slut shame, who was a party girl. But this is a this is a peer of his. And interestingly enough, the criticism talking about the quote unquote holes in her story, saying that she can't remember where the party was. She can't remember the exact date. Shannon, let me ask you, how many high school parties do you remember the exact address of the house, who the owner was? Because, you know, the parents are like upstairs,
2: downstairs, whatever. And with a date. No, we were talking about this earlier. I I mean, I don't remember last week. (laughs) How are you going to remember that long ago? And every party that you went to, but you know what you don't forget is when a guy makes you feel uncomfortable. Yep. You don't forget fear. You don't forget the
3: emotional piece. That's what stays around. And the details about that emotional piece. So I dismiss those that say, well, she did not even remember where it was. I'm like, well, that obviously wasn't the emotional information that was necessary to retain.
0: Let me ask you, though. Is it possible, and i don 't know if this is the right question even to ask about a situation like this that is so dependent on thirty six year old memories? Is it possible that that wasn 't the guy that Brett Kavanaugh was not the guy i'm not, because i don 't based on what i 've read about her accounting of this, something happened to this woman mm-hmm. something happened. Is it possible that, that because of the way we what we know about memory and memory in trauma or memory that comes out of trauma? that some of the facts like that are are incorrect?
3: My suspicion is that she was she a fellow student of his. She knew him. It's she not, knew him. They went to him.
0: separate schools because she went to an all-girls right. school and he went to an all-boys school.
3: If they were complete strangers and not part of the community, yeah, maybe it could be a case of mistaken identity. But if it's somebody she had interactions with before or after at different times then the brain's going to be clear right. about who it was.
0: The other thing that we've talked about, in fact, yesterday we, I read an article uh, from a former sex crimes prosecutor who w- also went through the account and gave her opinion about what struck her about the account, what was p- potentially um, uh, not necessarily true or could be questioned in terms of the memory. And the thing that she pointed to was that in Dr. Ford's account of what happened, there was, a, there was another person in the room. There was a third party.
3: And guess what her account included? And this is what got my stomach. He laughed. And I'm telling you, um, <clears throat> I don't think there's a woman out there who hasn't survived some kind of uncomfortable situation. I had an event when I was a child, in fact. And the thing that I remember was the laughter of the boy watching. I remember that. It was a couple boys, actually, in a tree watching. And I remember that laughter. I could hear it today. It was the most shaming, awful feeling more than what was going on, that laughter. And I think that's a key emotional piece to her memory.
2: Yeah, I I believe absolutely what she's saying, because I don't think you can, why would she have brought it up in, if it just came up now, you know, but she, her husband said she brought it up in, in the counseling and her friend said that, like I said, she designed her master bedroom with two doors to make sure she could get the hell out of there. I mean, that, That's pretty serious.
0: She also, you mentioned all of the work that she's done professionally about, uh, uh, you know, in terms of her field. A lot of it has to do with early childhood trauma and how it's dealt with as an adult. We
3: always look at our own wounds Mm -hmm. as intellectuals and go out and study it. I was just having a conversation with an employee here and he was like... Oh, you you give the best relationship advice. Of course, I said because I have the most difficult relationship issues. Like I, have,
2: <laughs> I spend my life putting an intellectual brain on everybody's to, problem. I want to ask you when we come back about the fact that he was seventeen yes. at the time, and and what we read into that, and and, and all of that. And does and the we'll, brain grow and change right. that much?
0: We'll also go around the table and talk about the the things that we regret the most when we were under the age of
4: eighteen. <laughs> no, okay? we won't. Yes, we will. <laughs> A
2: true
0: Gary and Shannon, so Dr. Wendy Walsh has joined us. One of the stories that just came across um, today is that Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, the billionaire, Says he is going to donate $10 million after a league investigation showed numerous instances of sexual harassment and other improper workplace conduct that spanned more than 20 years in the organization. But Mark Cuban was not implicated in any of that stuff, not cited or accused of any of the wrongdoing.
2: Yeah, Sports Illustrated did a big uh, deep dive into the, the women being treated uh improperly on the business side of operations uh, we are talking with dr wendy today and we're talking about the brett kavanaugh sex assaults allegation from 1982 when he was 17 and the girl in question was 15 and uh the age is getting a lot of a lot of attention because well should we be judged uh, when we are in our fifties for something that happened when we were seventeen, it seems like no other women have come forward. This doesn't seem to be like a pattern of behavior type thing. Uh, his friend that went to Georgetown Prep with him went on to write a memoir about how much they would all drink when they were in high school, and it was just excessive. Um, so it all factors into it. How much of uh, how much does it matter to, to you that?
3: Certainly in our criminal justice department, we've made a very hard boundary with that magic year 18. I know I don't know who decided that our prefrontal cortex is fully developed and we have less <laughs> impulse control when we're 18 because I know plenty of people in their 30s who aren't fully developed. But I do want to say that there is evidence to show that our prefrontal cortex, our executive function, the one that puts the clutch and the brake on when you need to sometimes, is not fully developed until we're about 25. So is the question, are we the same person at 17 as we are at 53? And the answer is biologically no. However, certain personality types tend to stay consistent across the lifespan. And there's one other piece here. I've been researching a lot about the effects of testosterone. And high testosterone men, which is exactly what you need to get to the top of the heap, to even be in the running to be a Supreme Court justice... Um, they tend to have more attitudes that, you know, rape is not very damaging to women and uh, uh, blame, more likely to blame the victim and all that kind of thing. So does that change across a lifespan? I don't know. But the testosterone is going to be there. I mean, it does go down a little later in life, but I don't, not if he's still where he is on the top of the heap. He's still charging through with my favorite hormone.
0: I am... Uh, I the. Doctor Ford has to be listened to. I mean, the accusation is credible enough that there's you have to be able to give her her day. I don't know if in and after court or in Anita front of the,
3: Hill was so dismissed, yeah. you would think all these years later that we would handle things a little differently.
0: Because of the environment today, this is one of those situations where it's clear you've got to listen to this woman. And, and she's
3: taken a lie detector test. Eh, you know,
0: I'm oh. not I'm not convinced one way or the other on lie detector tests. But but the thing is. Uh, there also has to be the ability to ask questions of her account. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, because if
3: that's why I like the idea of this FBI investigation. Well, I do. Because too. It's impartial. It's not right or left. It's just an impartial group.
0: But I steep. I keep coming back to the question of what will a final FBI report do to shed any sort of light well, on whether this thing took place or didn't. It'll
3: be a nonpartisan investigation versus a hearing. That's very biased.
0: Right. But my, my point is, if she's already said that there were, she identifies three specific people who were there that day, not only Brett Kavanaugh and Mark Judge, who were supposedly in the room at the time, but this third guy, Patrick Smith, P.J. Smith, uh, who has denied ever being at a party with this woman, the other two also deny being... I mean, the only
2: you... thing I can think of that they could uncover is a friend who she spoke with the next day where she says I was at a party with Brett and PJ and they jumped on top of me and blah, blah, blah. I think that's what maybe an FBI investigation would uncover is hearsay type evidence.
3: But it could also just corroborate her story from a nonpartisan organization instead of just her speaking out there and being, you know, um interviewed and investigated but... by
0: in what way, Artisan. Because, I mean, they're not going to find physical evidence, obviously. They're not no. going to be able – they may not even be able to pinpoint, like we were saying earlier, a specific date or time or place that, that the thing took place. Not you that never they,
3: know. Let the FBI do their work. They're it's pretty possible. good. It is possible. <laughs> they can come up with all kinds of things.
0: So it's just – it's one of those things that in terms of the – Accountability, I don't know if that's the right word. I
2: think senators just want a place to start from, a, a jumping off pat, a piece of paper that says – With it's, someone it's else's official letterhead on it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Shannon, otherwise, what are
3: you holding and banging on the desk, Oh, by sorry. The way. This is what my, is this? Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is my piping. Uh, Welcome to my world, Wendy. I know. I but- built this with Dean Sharp. Uh, it's oh. a pex pipe. it's an alternative to copper piping in your home and wh- wh- where are you going to what are you going do? With and this I use pipe? it kind of as a wand or a drumstick or a, I see or that a bat I hear it depending or a
0: weapon yeah.
2: but if you were to use it in a home, where would it go in, in the walls. in the walls
0: yeah, you would yeah. never see it water
2: it would, would be run connected through. to other exactly water runs through it. and why would you use blue plastic instead of copper because it's cheaper uh-huh. and it's, blue is uh, just the
0: color you can get red
2: as well it's oh. it's uh, more <laughs> flexible than copper. And it allows you to do your own plumbing if you have some sort of skills to do it. I retained a lot of information from that, did You were very I? good. Yeah,
0: that's pretty crazy. Do you remember so I don't need one of those unless I need it as a weapon. A, uh, Pex A, B, or C. Do you remember?
2: No. I think it'll say it on here, though.
0: I think it's C. Blake says it's B. I don't hmm. know. Hey, our next news is coming up a week from today. Wicks Brewing Company in Riverside. We found out that we're going to be able to give some stuff away. We'll tell you what that is. In the next few days. Also, the Tim Conway Jr. podcast. Sorry. Tim Conway Jr. Show podcast sucks. Launch party is coming up on Saturday, October 6th from 6 to 9 at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa, and it's all free. Just go on to the website, KFIAM640.com, use the keyword Conway Show to tell you how you can get in.
2: John will be there. He might be in a robe. You never know.
6: Uh no, I'm not gonna be
2: there. Well you don't what do you mean you're not gonna be there?
6: I didn't even know about it. <laughs> Nobody Uh-oh. invited me. Oh, secondly, i just got awkward. I'm going to be in Texas.
2: Oh, OK. Texas. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah. Got it.
0: That's all there is. There's only baseball travel. Nothing else. What's that baseball you got? Is that this? Any significance? there? Uh, no, except that it ended I thought up. Maybe in, you caught it. No, it ended up in my box one day. It actually it says opening day on it. Uh, and I don't know why. It says L.A. Uh, AM 570 L.A. Sports and it's got Petros's name stamped into it. On on one of those, oh, I don't know why an official Petros Papadakis baseball, right. yes. Yeah. So no, those are worth a lot. It's got Rob Ranfred's signature, but yeah. Petros's name. Yeah, that so was, I don't know. that's probably a lot of significance to that.
2: What's coming up on the show? Um,
6: <laughs> well,
0: they, um, uh, the
6: all those uh, wieners who bought electric cars to get in the carpool lane are having their stickers taken away. Now they can't use it. Oh really? And now, yeah, they're Oh all no. S- uh, they're all squealing. See, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Just> so... <laughs> that was oh, awesome. Perfect timing. Well, see,
2: see what happens when yeah. Wendy shows up to I rehearsal or timing. Well, automatic is sound effect.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, Johnny can. Up next. Have you we'll heard the tomorrow. Baby Shark song? All no, right, I already turned it off. Oh. Do you want me to pull it back up?
2: Yeah. Can you? Can yeah. You do I'm, it? Dying, I'm dying for this. Yeah. yeah no, this I think is, you'll actually really enjoy it.
0: I don't know if you'll really enjoy it, but it is a song. I, I have a low level of entertainment. Okay. <laughs>
2: And there's a dance like
6: this. That's and then the mama shark's yeah. a little bit bigger. And this place in your house yeah. all day, I guess. And the
2: daddy
0: shark, big arms. Uh-huh. Just like this.
6: I told Gary
2: if I knew this song was going to come out, I would have had kids. <laughs>
6: this is one that would make you jump off a roof. Yeah. yeah. After about a week, very quickly. I don't I know.
0: That's well, that that uh, a beautiful song. And it's lovely. Yeah. That song. Up next. See you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody.
4: Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to
1: Gary and Shannon? And
4: then just
6: sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness.